Having trouble with short narratives, short stories, narrative poems, anecdotes in your blogs and essays or articles. I had trouble. Free admission. I would launch into a story that I hoped would be 8,000 to 10,000 words, only for the word count to top 20,000 or more. I was rather proud of myself when a planned short story ran less than 15,000 words. Still not a good length for a short narrative. My narrative poems ran longer than five or six stanzas. Think Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. For the blog I once wrote, my example stories ran more than 15 to 20 sentences. Too long. What's that acronym? TL, semicolon, DR. Too long, didn't read. Didn't read. That's the problem. What was I doing wrong? Surely there's a secret to short narratives. Guess what? There is. In this episode, I'll share what I found. Welcome to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Writers, Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. The short narrative. Simply a short story. What's a short story? In fiction, the length usually accepted for a short story is 17,000 words or less. That's a novelette in reality. So let's say a fictional story is around 10,000 words or less, with a sweet spot of 5 to 6,000 words. Poetry is tighter, more compact. While stanzas can be of varying lengths, most are 4 to 6 lines. Let's say that a short narrative poem, such as a story song or a ballad, something like The Eagle's Life in the Fast Lane, or the old folk ballad Lord Randall, is four to five stanzas of three to four verses and a chorus. In nonfiction, the story is incorporated as an anecdote, that abbreviated story that serves as an example for the writing. It personalizes your explanation. We have brief paragraphs, about three sentences in length. Like poetry, the story can be presented in four to five paragraphs or 12 to 15 sentences. Short narratives are a challenge. The word short is the reason we have a challenge. Whether fiction or poetry or nonfiction, we must start our story immediately. Curiously enough, all three types of stories start with conflict. Yes, even poems and anecdotes start with a conflict, or the situation that gives rise to the conflict, with the conflict following closely on that situation. Look at Paul Simon's America, which is a good five-stanza narrative song. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. I've got some real estate here in my bag. So we bought a pack of cigarettes and Mrs. Wagner pies, and we walked off to look for America. The conflict starts in the first line with that old ironic twist, the setup of the difference between expectation and reality. We have the couple attempting to create their own American dream 
and do so by leaving their humdrum establishment-based existence for one of travel, new sites, new people, new things and places, new, 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 as if that's the answer. In standard story structure, we have conflict, rising action, climax, falling action, and resolution, which contains a denouement, or unveiling. Every diagram I encountered over three decades presented this five-part structure as a pyramid, or an equilateral triangle. It should be described, or drawn, as a sloping triangle, a scalene, with the long build-up to the climax and a steep quick falling off to the resolution. The short narrative pattern that I discovered doesn't even mention the pyramid, known officially as Freytag's Pyramid, and that's important. Abandon that old tried and true school way of thinking about story. What we'll talk about in this episode and in the coming weeks is Lester Dent's plot formula, sometimes called the master plot formula. I stumbled across Lester Dent's plot formula in concert with reading a book about the writing process and procedures and tools of Earl Stanley Gardner. You may not know that name. You may not know Lester Dent's name. Gardner created the character of Perry Mason, the lawyer, with his surrounding team of Paul Drake, private detective, and his assistant, Della Street, and his courtroom opponents of D.A. Hamilton Berger and police detective Lieutenant Tragg. Over his writing career, Gardner wrote 87 Perry Mason books. The Perry Mason TV series had nine seasons. Thirty years after the last episode was aired, they had 30 movies. Gardner belongs to the realm of pulp writer, which is important for one reason only. Pulp writers learned how to tell great stories quickly. That's what we want as writers, telling great stories and doing it as quickly as possible, not muddling around and doing a lot of rewriting and yanking out and adding in. We want to get the story out there. Esther Dent was born in the early 1900s and died in 1959. Over 16 years, he wrote 159 Doc Savage novels. He was highly successful. In 1932, he earned an unheard of starting monthly paycheck of $500. Don't forget, that was the Great Depression, folks. His salary went higher from there. After the Doc Savage novels shut down, he turned to mysteries and westerns and was still highly successful. He continued publishing until a few months before his death. We can find Lester Dent's master plot formula on the internet. We'll have a link to one site in the show notes. Lester Dent geared the plot formula for a 6,000-word short story. We can lengthen that 6,000 words by additional details, distracting clues, character angst unrelated to plot, and multiple viewpoints. We can shorten the length by stripping out descriptions using inference rather than explanation, and shorthand tags rather than developed descriptions. Dent divides this 6,000-word short story into four movements. He says parts, but we should consider them like movements. I personally say stages in my notes. Think how Symphony has four movements. While he wrote action-adventure, we can easily adapt for any genre, including literary fiction. In action-adventure, all conflict is external. 
In literary fiction, all conflict is internal. Adapt as needed. Hey, we're creatives. We can do this. For fiction, each part or movement is 1,500 words. For poetry, each part or movement is a stanza. Don't forget the chorus. It joins the first stanza and becomes ironic, or it redevelops and becomes part of a later stanza. For nonfiction, each part or movement is that brief, abbreviated paragraph. Here are the basics. And remember, in later episodes, we'll go into much greater detail. Part one, or movement one, bring the protagonist or persona or a main character into the story with trouble. Simon's America begins with that unrealistic expectation of the American dream. He says, let us be lovers. We'll marry our fortunes together. I've got real estate here in my bag. And we walked off to look for America. The second part, our movement, introduces more trouble, more grief for our main character. In America, the second stanza says, Kathy, I said as we boarded a Greyhound in Pittsburgh, Michigan seems like a dream to me now. It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. This couple keeps moving as he moved on in the past. Is he addicted to this wanderlust, unable to put down any kind of roots? That lack of roots is very difficult when someone wants to found a family. The third part or movement is more grief and more trouble. For most genres, things do begin working out for our main character, although trouble still lurks to be overcome. In literary fiction, in drama, this is the reversal act, when our character acts to reverse the approaching doom, that hit in the crisis act, while the antagonist tries to counter our hero's actions or plans. In Simon's America, the third part or movement is two stanzas, both similar. Our travelers are on the bus, playing games with the faces. She pretends one man is a spy. He says, be careful, his bow tie is really a camera. Later on, as they're on that bus still, he says, toss me a cigarette. I think there's one in my raincoat. She says, we smoked the last one an hour ago. So I looked at the scenery. She read her magazine, and the moon rose over an open field. The reality of their traveling has set in. They smoke cigarettes because of boredom. He looks out the window. She reads a magazine, and the moon of silver hopeful dreams rises. That dream is still in front of them, but the moon cannot be reached. The fourth part, our movement, of Lester Dent's formula starts with a thicket of difficulties for our main character, who will then extricate himself or herself using their own skills and abilities. Literary fiction, of course, just plummets downhill. In other genres, the sleuth solves the murder, the detective arrests the culprit, the heroine rescues the hero, the bride gets her groom, the cowboy discovers the wrestlers. In tragedies, the fourth part or movement starts with everything seemingly working out. Then the doom plunges in. The final stanza of America speaks of loneliness, their need for something to fulfill us, to give us purpose. Then it moves to a universal longing by everyone for this. Simon's America says, Kathy, I'm lost, I said, though I knew she was sleeping. I'm empty and aching, and I don't know why. Counting the cars on the New Jersey Turnpike, they've all come to look for America. All come to look for America. To use the plot formula, we can plan 
or we can pastor, or we can puzzle. Our writing can be up in the air, unplanned, or we can block out every scene by scene. We might have two scenes per each part of the movement. Paul Simon does. In his first stanza, we have the dream and launching into the dream. Part two is their journey together and his past journey alone. Part three is what they do to entertain themselves versus what they do when traveling has sapped them. Innervate is a good word here. And part four is his lack of fulfillment, which then expands to everyone on the same search as the persona. Apply these four movements to your own already written short narratives. See how they fit with the way you've developed your writing. Then consider the next short narrative that you will write. Next week, well, Dent requires more of each part. We'll start exploring those in detail in our next episode, as well as the four elements we should know before we launch into our short narrative. Inspiration this week comes from Raymond Carver. He says, The story chooses you. The image comes, and then the emotional frame. You don't have a choice about writing the story. There's a filter at work which says this is or is not a story. I think a story ideally comes to the writer. The writer shouldn't be casting the net out, searching for something to write about. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emma Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at linkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.